Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. I am Mark DeVries. I am joined, as always, by Miles Ma. Hi, Miles. I said hey. All right. Well, that's Miles to tell the listener. I'm also joined by Jackie. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Chill. How are you? I didn't ask how you were. Mark, how are you? you? (laughs) I'm letting you know that I'm chilling out. Uh, I'm good. And we are a podcast that (laughs) (laughs) once upon a time talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is an anime. This podcast is over. You may have heard about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nowadays, uh, we spend most of our time figuring out what anime we'll watch. We'll do our best. And, And recently, we've been getting really nostalgic and introspective and throwbacky. So this week, we watched 1995's Ghost in the Shell, the landmark feature-length anime movie directed by Mamoru Oshii, based on the manga by... Well, fuck, which one? I always confuse it with the Trigun guy. Shiro Yasuhiro? What's his, what's his name? How am I supposed to know? Masamune Shiro. Yeah, Naito is the Trigun guy. There are ghosts in JoJo's. But these aren't... These are these are not computer this ghosts. This isn't this isn't your JoJo's kind of ghost. No. This is different. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. But before we talk about there's, it. Like computer there's hacking a there's, little bit. In JoJo's? In JoJo's. There is kind of hacking. There's like oh, body I hacking. Write that down. Yeah. Haha. Oh. Oh, hello? Hold for my motorcycle <laughs> that is autonomous and uh, is coming to pick me up later. Uh we will talk about the anime movie. I promise. That wasn't it. We have more to do. Uh, but first, a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at JJBPod. You can and should uh, support us on Patreon. You can give us a dollar or three dollars. You can also give us $20 one time, not monthly. One time. To make us watch an anime. You just make us do it. You don't even have to send a JPEG of yourself holding a gun at a camera. You just give us $20 and you're like, you now have to watch Pote Mayo or whatever. What's Pote Mayo? Go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, so we want to say thanks right now to our patrons, not our listeners, you're all listeners. Uh, Christian, Michael, Kevin, Chad, all for helping us. Thank you. Pay for our uh, subscriptions, our various habits, uh, illegitimate children alimony, uh, and cleaning bill. Now that... Uh, our apartment's been flooded, and we are recording this halfway underwater. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> happened. You can also reach out to us. You don't have to pay to play uh, by emailing jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. And this week, not many of you did. Not many of you seem to have feelings on important 80s man anime, Fist of the North Star. What What happened to my mouth there? Manime. Fist of the North Star. Can we Star. only watch manimes from now on? Uh... Actually, I don't want that. <laughs> I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> we did get one email, however, that you know what you did, writer. But this email is titled, It is my duty to say this. And it's from Talia. And it goes like this. It is my duty to say this, but the dude who made the Ghost in the Shell manga does hentai. <laughs> I've read it, but not really because it wasn't translated. Okay, I, so you so you looked at the pictures. But I liked the art. Also, weird note of censorship in the English release of the manga. In the Dark Horse version, Dark Horse is like a US, I guess US, English-based publisher of manga. They did a great job on Trigun, by the way. Uh, there's a lesbian orgy scene, but when a different publisher got a hold of it, they took out the sex stuff. Dark it, Horse is a publisher of comics in general. I think they... Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah, were yeah. Originally, the Star Wars comics were under their... Aegis. Oh, yeah? But now Marvel owns it. What is Aegis? Like, they did it. They were responsible oh, for Oh, like it. A-E-G-I-S? Correct. Oh, I've never said it that way. Anyway. It's the right way. I would say Aegis, but okay. I just find it, or Aegis. I just find it funny that the <laughs> version from the 90s has the orgy scene intact, because the 90s was also the time when the media was constantly in the crosshairs by the moral right. Also, fun fact, which may or may not be a fact... But the voice of Leela from Futurama plays the role of the major in Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Is that true? I guess in the, in the English. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, a very important person in, in our podcast life plays uh, the major in the original Japanese. Who? Can you guys guess who the voice actor is? 
Mm. Is it Lisa Lisa? It's Lisa Lisa. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that voice. What's her name? Atsuko Tanaka, something like that. Sorry, I'm looking up the cast here to see if it is indeed Katie, Katie Seagal, who I saw do a reading of her book once. I just like happened upon it. I was going somewhere. I didn't just teleport. <laughs> and she was reading from her uh, memoirs. And I didn't pay for it. But the guy there was like, yeah, I guess you can sit down anyway. <laughs> and I listened and it was like the most boring slice of a memoir I've ever heard. Uh, I'm just kind of vamping while trying to look And that's up. what she highlighted in the reading. She so did. the rest of that life must be even more dull. Honestly, it could be the other way around. It could be that she chose a boring part for no reason. Um, but uh, it was just about how sometimes she gets a little cabin fever and she doesn't want to be around her family as much. So she goes for a drive. And I was like, I will never buy this book. I wasn't going to anyway. but Because uh, you yeah. don't know how to read, Mark. I don't think that is a fact, by the way, Talia. It looks like it's Mary McGlynn who does the voice. Uh, Mary McGlynn is like a, a big voice actress. Fun fact. Who does which video may or... games and stuff. Katie Seagal has a few roles. Anyway, sorry, Jackie. Go Talia ahead. said fun fact, which may or may not be a fact. Like, we can look this stuff up. Like, it's not, I don't know. You would know if it's a fact or not, Come right? on, Talia. I just yeah. did that while telling a boring story about a time I went to fact a Fact check reading. yourselves. Fact check yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Don't send us everybody. fake news. Yeah, unless that was a test, in which case, thank you. Did we pass? Postscript, every time I close my eyes, I see the works of Masamune Shiro and become a horny robot living in an ever-changing cyber world. Uh, and then more postscripts that don't quite uh, have to do with stuff. Uh, post, post, postscript, if Doja Cat, Beyonce, and Nine Inch Nails were stands, what would their powers be? <laughs> also, Nine Inch Nails cannot be the obvious since Celebrity Deathmatch already did that. Thank you for reading the long email. I could have shortened it, but I thought this way it was funnier. Well, we'll never know. So we didn't see the short we'll version. We'll never know. We'll never know. But thank you for writing. Again, you can write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Uh, we won't be as mean. We're just mean to Talia because we know them in real life. Well, yeah. I, and so I don't really. With friendship, you have license to be mean. Be mean. And by mean, we mean honest. We we'll hate bully all, you. We Ugh. hate all your emails. <laughs> We'll bully you. You were startled by your own voice. I know. <laughs> like, well, the, the thing, I don't know, it sounded Yeah, bad. I'm trying out recording at a higher volume, so I don't have to mm. do it in post later. But Jackie just, her laugh scared her. My bully. <laughs> Me saying bully was too loud. Um, it's like when a dog farts and scares itself. You ever see those videos? Yes. Yeah. That's what, that's what that was. Um, uh, I forgot about Celebrity Deathmatch, by the way. But you guys yeah. remember that? Yeah. I don't know. It was dumb, right? It was very dumb. But it was a cartoon. <laughs> I liked Celebrity it was, Deathmatch. It was claymation. It made me laugh. Marilyn Manson did a song for it that was claymation animated. And the uh, song's good. I think it's called uh, Astonishing Panorama of the End Times. It's good. I, I, don't really, uh, I don't really do criticism very well. You can tell <laughs> by my limited vocabulary of it's good. It sounds fine. I didn't really have a lot of prep time for that thought. It just kind of floated in there. Um, I think we've done Nine Inch Nails, uh, Beyonce stands before possibly for Nine Inch Nails. I just based off the name said that, uh, it would be something where if you touched anything metal, a bunch of nails would fly into you. <laughs> it's really not that far removed from the name. Mm. Jackie, have you ever done a Beyonce stand? You've done, um, what's her name? Janelle Monet stands. Yeah. Um, for Beyonce, let's see. Um, Beyonce is definitely maybe, a vampire in JoJo's. Maybe Halo. Hmm. Um, Wait, what does it do, though? What does the stand do? It's uh, she can feel halos. <laughs> what? I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like uh, maybe she can feel vibes from people, and I don't know. She's like an indigo child. Is what I'm hearing. And it it uh, an empath. She, she, yeah, and that tells her things about people and stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why Doja or, Cat is no, in no, here. No. Or upgrade you, and okay. it, it just powers you up. Everyone's stand becomes like Act 2, like Echoes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Doja Cat would be uh, the stand. It gets is, like canceled a month in. What is Doja yeah. Cat? Um, she is a babe who came out with a silly song about what was it? I think cows. About cows. Um, and, and it was like cool and sort of like dreamy and like 
sort of lazy yeah. kid on the internet kind of vibes. And fun. then people like dug up tweets that I don't think were that old, but yeah, and she are real homophobic, she had some right? Homophobic tweets that she then defended, but she's still making music. She has a really good song that I really like called Juicy, and the music video is just like first. It's I mean the song is all about her butt, and it's great. But the video in the video, she's uh, has a bunch of fruits covering her private parts. What? Mm-hmm. And it's great. No, it's hilarious. It's very cute. It's a very cute, uh, very cute video. So that would be the the stand. The stand would just be like her butt turns into like a cherry and like attacks you or something. Yeah. You feel very strongly about this. I can tell. Yes. Um, you got to see the video. It's good. Everybody, look up the video. Mark will tweet it. We'll tweet nope. the video. I won't. I'll tweet it. Okay. I'll tweet it, and then the JoJo's account will retweet it. I'll make oh, it. Man. I'll make it do it. It's a good. It's a good video. It's a good song. It's about butts. I've probably heard it on the radio, and I didn't know it, and I probably went ugh and it's punched like, it off. It's like if you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back, 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 back. Wait till you see it from the back, back, back. Oh, now I know it. <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's what called you're juicy. Doing. Right. Keep it juicy, well. juicy. I eat that lunch. Anyway. Okay. Uh, any other housekeeping to get out of the way? Mm. Did you tell them about the pictures that they can see of us? Oh, yeah. In the Patreon? If you join our Patreon, we will send you a picture of our recording session. Yeah. Every week, except all the ones that I forget. <laughs> no, every week, we'll send you a picture, and it will just be raw and bad. It's like behind the scenes. And it's unedited. A, it's a fairly bad reward. I think it's good. But Behind it's the scenes. better than nothing. That's true. They can picture... Like this podcast. <laughs> we, can, we can maybe take one on the, on like us sitting on the couch about to watch something and it'll be like, uh, look, now you can picture us on the couch being That's friends, true. eating Thai food. Yeah, you could co- collect all the JPEGs. You could put them in a folder. You can slowly piece together a picture of our lives. <laughs> yeah. A we're sad, all, weird we're, one. Where all we do is podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so... Ghost in the Shell, um, like I said, it's an anime movie. It was released in theaters in 1995. It's an adaptation of the manga that Masamune Shiro did. You probably listened to the beginning of the episode. So, but this, there's a manga? Yeah, it came, it started in 1989. The Um, number sound of another summer. I had no idea how it went. It's actually in Japan called Mobile Armored Riot Police. What? Which is the most boring fucking name. And apparently um, the author wanted to call it Ghost in the Shell, but uh, the publishers were like, no, call it Mobile Armored Riot Police. Hmm. If I were the author, I would have been like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) I quit. I'm going to work with Fish or something. Fish? That's such a fucking depressing. The band? Depressing. No, like, like, I'd go like study fish or something. Oh, I see. Itch, itchyology, ichthyology. Oh, is that it? Itch the. All right, you'll it, you'll figure it out. It, Are you okay? Ichthyology. I think you're overheating. Listen. Uh huh. So there's also the anime standalone complex. Yep. There's a few. There's that. There's they did a second movie in 2008. Long fucking time to follow up. But in between, yeah, there was the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. So this movie is based on one arc called The Puppet Master in the comic. It's not like the beginning of the story. Mm. You can kind of tell because of how fucking lost you are when you watch this movie. Like what? They also did a new movie, I think, a few years ago. Not the live action. Let's not talk about it. Um, we can talk about it. <laughs> and uh, they've done like three or four movies now. But it was it was interesting, I think, for... From 95 to 2002 or so, all any of us who liked it were sort of like, where is any new anime or, or, or visual adaptation? There were games and stuff, but it took a long time, and then they started to trickle more and more. Yeah. It's an interesting universe. I get why it's so popular. It's very dense. This particular film was super confusing. It really doesn't give a fuck if you understand yeah, what's happening. I didn't like, know what was going on. And not in like a... It's not like a, well, to a degree, the film itself is difficult to follow, like in terms of the way, it, but the way it's like shot and edited and stuff is pretty straightforward, but it's just, they don't really tell you context for. Right. It, yeah. It, it does feel like you missed chapter one and like the subject matter is very like high minded and yes. like you have to wrap your head around it. And also there's gunfights. Mm-hmm. Thank God. 
Yeah. A lot of people just get ran, like shot in the head before you realize they're about to be shot. Like it's just like you see right. It's a head explode. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's cool once you kind of realize that like it's a little bit of an NERD situation. You know, nobody ever really dies. Oh, um, because this is a universe where a lot of people are cyborgs, which is where you are um, part human, like actual organic being, and part machine computer uh some people seem to be fully cybernetic or which is also called android which is a human-like robot and so i think a lot of people can have their brains like backed up and transferred and such so you know some people may actually die but i think it's it's a lot less final Mm -hmm. to a degree like even if you blow someone's chest open you could probably still take their brain out and you could really humiliate people you could put it into like a dog or something (laughs) is it is that what they refer to as the ghost? Right. So the shell, they literally use the terms ghost and shell in the universe. Mm-hmm. The shell is just the physical body mm-hmm. um, that you inhabit. In, in our case, in, in the real world, it's just always a body. Mm-hmm. None of us have figured out how to upload ourselves to Windows NT 4.0. Um, and then the ghost is your actual soul or personality. And I think it's, I think it's not an AI. I think a ghost, you, have to have, you are a real person. Whatever that means. And that's what a lot of the movie it's a, asks. Like, it's a soul. You have a soul. Yeah. Right. But I think the ghosts, I think ghosts are a program. Like, I think it's a program that houses your soul or something. But, I, well, I think the idea is, like, what is a program? Like, you, your personality right now is sort of a set of objectives and mm-hmm. rules, directives that are, like, I have to eat. I have to kill. Yeah, so I this is, like, fuck. It, this is a like an exploration of these like very difficult ideas of like what it means to have a soul, but it's like masquerading as this future, futury actiony anime. Right. Well, it's interesting because like you have those moments where that's going on and then you have these slower moments where they're f- philosophizing. Mm-hmm. There's like, I don't know. I guess there are some characters in this movie, but it feels like nobody just is like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. I guess like with all these rapid advances in technology, you would have to stop and go like, what am I really? And like, what are we doing? Right. Even they're trying to figure out what's going on in this anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be a little heady, especially when you're not really sure what's happening in the plot. And you're like, what? Are, okay, let me stop and figure this out. So there's two different sections. I guess they're like countries. And this is Japan, even though it looks like China. Mm-hmm. And it appears that a person was hacked and you're trying to figure it all out and then meanwhile they're sitting there trying to talk about what it means to be an individual it's so very, it's, it's, it's very, very confusing it's very messy when you can hack people that's bad it's very bad shouldn't shouldn't allow that we shouldn't <laughs> oh by the way at one point they're like every program has bugs and i'm like that's not true well i don't think that's true maybe at a certain level it's true right like do you think there's a threshold jackie programs yeah Jackie programs robots well, that have never say, killed anyone. You can't say every, I think. Because you can write something really simple that's well-tested. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know if you can say this bug absolutely doesn't have bugs, but... Program, you mean every... You, you can't uh, absolutely say... What did I say? You said this bug doesn't have oh, bugs. Oh, you can't absolutely say this program doesn't have bugs. Really? Until it's, like, being used. But once it's being used... Like, there, there are programs out there that someone wrote Oh, actually, I've seen a good example of this too. Okay, so maybe maybe I'll come back around and agree that that it's possible that any program could have bugs, but I think it's you don't really know. Um, but like there there are programs that have been around for like years, and like the original person who wrote it like no longer works at the company, and no one touches no one touches that piece of software ever because oh. they're just like it works, you know. That's sp- the House of Cards. What do you mean is House of Cards? Like like a literal House of Cards. Like nobody touch it, it might break. That kind of thing. Uh, there's there's that too, but it's just like it works. Why would you touch like if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Okay. Um, yeah. But um, I was actually I was reading a story about how like you know w- there's there's things that like even though they've been working for like decades, uh, if they're dependent on time, I was reading some like somebody was talking about like how there was some banking software that um, like a it was running fine and the original person who wrote it had been gone like for many, many years. And all of a sudden it just introduced this really big error that was putting like, I don't know, it was fucking up people's banking accounts. A ghost in the shell. (laughs) 
Um, and it's because like the date changed and like something about how like it like the date was too big. This to... is Y two K, wasn't it? And it was not Y two K. So it's it's actually interesting. <laughs> it was like it was like using a date in the future. So we're gonna have a problem in the future with dates. But anyway. <laughs> Come on, they were saying that for years, and then 2000 came around, and like a few people died. What's the big deal? What doesn't really matter. A few people did die in, in Y2K, I think. I believe there was like a power plant in Japan that really got fucked when I couldn't figure out what day it is, but I might have had a fever dream. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so it, it is surprising to me how accurate and yet there are obvious oversights. How many things this, this work gets right about like cybersecurity or, or hacking or computing, um, AI, cybernetics, cybernetics, I guess. Um, but by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, Ghost in the Shell is extremely influential. Uh, the Wachowskis, when they made the Matrix, they showed it to a producer or somebody, a studio head, and they were like, we want to do this. And there are definitely things in this movie that knowing that I watched and was like, oh yeah, this is right from the Matrix. Um, when Kusanagi lands after jumping from a roof, uh, just her flying across cityscapes feels like Trinity trinity uh when she's hiding against the pillar the way they jack in from plugs on their neck um just mm. cool gun stuff yeah um yeah and james cameron referred to it as something like the first truly adult piece of animation like mm. that sort of fuses literature and uh when did this come out motion graphics something to that effect 95 mm. uh the some real heavy hitters uh, in the voice department. The voice of Major uh, Motoko Kusanagi is Lisa Lisa's voice actor. Uh, Bato, her partner with the fucking bottle caps in his eyes, uh, is the voice of Wham or Wamu from JoJo. Mm. Also Solid Snake from Metal Gear. And Togusa, the guy with the sweet mullet, who's like more of your average cop, is Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, you know, this is like... Uh, all stars. This is like uh, 12 Angry Men. And you're like, oh, it's a movie with a bunch of actors. And then they all go on to do big things. I don't know if that's true. Maybe they were already big. Anyway, uh, I think technically this movie is great. I think it does uh, some amazing fusion between 3D and 2D. It's very pretty. It's nice to look at. The audio is great. Like there's that scene where the first bad guy is firing those overpressure rounds. And that whole gunfight is in like this little narrow alley and like the echo it feels like you're really there in like this narrow place like there's really good attention to detail yeah we can't not talk about the um the soundtrack by kenji kawaii that is uh really haunting and weird because it is written in a ancient Japanese language that no longer exists. Whoa. Uh, and I think the melody is based on a Bulgarian uh, wedding song that is um, supposed to dispel evil spirits. I, I'm confusing things here, but it's it's a mixture of Bulgarian and like ancient Japanese influence. Um, a classic combo. So it certainly is sort of haunting, uh, and it's just like such a mood to juxtapose against these slow tracking movements over this future sort of dystopic mm -hmm. um, scenery that is based on poorer parts of Hong Kong. Um, I, I thought it was so sad that that guy got hacked to believe that he had a wife and a daughter. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot yeah. of sad ideas in here. Well, and they, they probably overwrote his old memories, right? Like, we don't think he mm. ever... We don't think he ever backed up. Uh, so he, he might he might never know what's real and stuff because the interrogators are like, oh, we can't really restore. We can't really erase those memories. Yeah. It's only been done successfully twice and we don't recommend it. So it's not like he was asking to get his old memories back. He's asking for lies to be erased. So yeah, maybe he just goes on being like, do I have a daughter? It feels like I do. Hmm. Yeah. So another theme of this that is like all too familiar for us in 2020 is like technology outpacing, like whether we're doing the right thing with it or not. Yeah. Hmm. I really, I don't feel like I see a lot of morality here. I only, I feel like I only see people grappling with um, their own existence and self-identity. Well, isn't that the whole thing with the puppeteer? Like what was his name? Puppet master? Yeah. Puppet master. They created him and they fucked up. <laughs> Didn't they? Yeah, but that's not quite the same as like 
how now with technology we look at like automation like mm -hmm. getting rid of the, the workplace uh, mm -hmm. about how it makes us like really nervous to not know what's going on and not be connected mm -hmm. uh, the surveillance state like this movie doesn't really touch on those themes i'm sure the manga might at some point it's it's you know um deeper than this movie certainly this movie really does no, but I mean, like, the One idea story. of, like, move fast and break things, like, innovation is a good in mm -hmm. and of itself. But, oh, like, yeah. and then you have people hacking each other's brains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... And, like, not knowing how to fix it. There was an article in Wired fairly recently uh, where they looked at these articles from, like, 1999 or so, or the late 90s, and it was about that, about how everyone was so excited about the internet that they pretty much just let it go. Mm. They were like, do what you're going to do, Facebook and stuff. And then Facebook was like, oh, hey, someone stole all of your data. And also we steal all of your data and we have to give it to the government. Uh, and everybody knows that it was publicly released. But anyway, here's an update to our app. Now you can send money. Yes. Um, Please donate to our Patreon. Yeah. And there's like one thing that, that drove me nuts. And it, it wasn't a big deal because it was a fad and whatever. But like you guys remember 3D movies? They're still kind of around. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're But around. like I'd get it. Well, they used to be much bigger and there were like ads for like 3D home TVs and people don't do that now. Oh, I see. Oh, that's true. Like it would always hurt my head. And then I looked it up and it's like, oh yeah, in fact, it's not good for you. Your brain does not normally have to, during a jump cut, if they don't take consideration when making the movie, the human eye doesn't focus on two different planes mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, so it makes it your brain break. <laughs> um, I don't know that it's doing any permanent damage, but that's just a very low stakes probably poor example of like oh but it's cool and entertaining like mm. well it hurts people's heads hmm. um and and that's the kind of thing where you would stop and be like should we do an examination and see if this is going to hurt people yeah maybe they did and they went it does kind of make your head hurt and they went ah fuck it good enough would you guys upload your brains to a cool cybernetic body mm. if i had to what do you mean if you had to like if i was dying oh i see I you don't want to die not if I have the option not to. I mean, ugh, I don't know. You you go ahead, Jackie. Mm, I don't know. I don't trust technology. <laughs> that's that's the thing, yeah. As, as someone who works in technology, I do not trust it. <laughs> right. Because, like, you might think, like, oh, I'll just have more freedom, and when I want, I'll just shut down or, like, jump into a, you know, like a melted steel pool, like at the end of Terminator 2. Spoilers for anybody who's not 20 and older. Whatever. Um... <laughs> But then, like, you'd probably be, like, in your life, in your new cybernetic body, like, this is great. I'm going to go talk to whoever. And then you find out, like, oh, you haven't actually had free will this whole time. Mm. There's been, like, a sub-program that's been telling mm -hmm. you, like, what to buy and what to say. And then that could be fucking nightmarish. So it's really scary. Or, like, what if you're just in your body and then one day all your motor functions shut down? And they're like, we're not going to update this anymore. It's been a real problem. So you're just going to lay there forever and you can't move. Oh, that does seem sad. You know, I could, do you want me to just write like a hundred more horror stories of being yeah. in a robot? Yes, please make this your first collection of short stories. Okay, here's one. You have to save Tokyo. Mm -hmm. This is the third Tokyo because you can pilot these giant robots. Yeah. And there's these beings called angels mm -hmm. that are attacking the earth. Why do they call them angels if they're bad? Well, in Japanese, they call them shito, which doesn't necessarily mean angel. Okay. But they're okay with that translation. Okay. It's weird that I have a translation already in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is weird, but... Anyway, guys, I'm talking about Evangelion, uh... Uh, which is another nightmare, but more of a sort of apocalyptic through nature, quote unquote. Who knows? It's not about the problems of technology. After I watched this, I looked in the mirror and I thought, God, the decay that's happening to my body. I do that anyway. I should get a robot body. Yeah. <laughs> but you've made me reconsider. Maybe the decay is good. Well, you do know there are active attempts by extremely rich people to preserve their old bodies with cryogenics. I'm dead serious. I know. I, I oh, okay. You, Miles was shaking his head and I was like, don't, don't, don't do this to me. Mm. I'm serious. Get your hands off me. Those We're people should drown. Uh, well, I did find it really funny when there was a story of like in Utah, one of those places like had a leak and everyone, oh my God. quote unquote, died. Let's Fallout. Um, it's really funny. Fallout 4? Fallout 5? Maybe. People do that though. They take out life insurance policies and then when they die, the payout goes to these like cryogenic companies hmm. to freeze them forever. And then like hopefully one day they wake up when they figured out how to unfreeze them. Yeah, it's... 
That'd be kind of cool. Like you have no idea if that'll ever happen and you might even not like that life. And you could just take that money and like give it to like a good cause. But instead it's like, no, I've got such a great brain and experience and I want more. Mm-hmm. It's very silly. Freeze me up, daddy. Um, Freeze me up, daddy. Yeah, there are, I'm trying to think of other works that have focused on this sort of thing. I guess Westworld kind of touches on this a bit. I want to rewatch it. I the like Matrix? Watch. Transferring your mind. Yeah. What's The Matrix? The Matrix is a movie from 1999. Is that right? Correct. It's one of four virtual reality movies of the year. Is that true? Yeah. You've also got Dark City, 13th Floor, and Existence. Those all came out in 1999? 1999 was an insanely good year for movies. There's a book called The Greatest Year Ever of Movies. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Matrix is... Those, by the way, those aren't all on that list, just so you know. <laughs> half of those movies are really good. The other half, I didn't finish. Oh. Put it to you that way. The Matrix, it's, you know, we're all living in a simulated world. Yep, which is now a conspiracy theory. Maybe it was before then. No, I'm, I'm sure it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's like a very just like natural thought, I think. Just like, what if reality isn't real? Yeah, man. But the specific what, what if one everything it, I know? the specific one that it is a simulation, mm. which to me means like computer. Not well, whatever. It, it means that it's like for a purpose, and you are not mm. really there. You're injected into it, mm. which could be computers, like the Truman Show. Truman yeah. Show is not computers. The That's right. Truman Show. It's a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole production. Yeah. It's really quite a quite a waste. Are computers bad? Should we return to nature? Yes. Yep. I'm going to hit... Computers are bad. <laughs> I'm going to hit this camera with a hammer on the podcast. <laughs> uh, like one thing that I thought was an interesting detail was they mentioned that one of the hackers is using an older model device to stay undetected. And I was like, that feels like a real thing that people do, right? Because... Yeah, that's smart. Nowadays, everything under this philosophy of the IoT or the internet of things, everything is connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you use older stuff, like you don't want tracking software and, and things like that, to a degree, you could stick stick to analog stuff, meaning non-computerized, mm-hmm. and then you would most likely be undetectable or, um, you know, older phones and shit that don't send as much data. Maybe. Yeah. There's probably no escape. Someone could hack your Roomba to eat your dog. How would that happen? They'd hack into the Roomba. And then the Roomba would eat your dog. Okay. <laughs> really l- missing a lot of detail. Oh, also the Matrix, I forgot. It ripped off the um, the text sequence. How like there's a lot of like green letters like flashing and then they kind of solidify mm-hmm. into the letters that show you who worked on what in the movie. That's so iconic now. The digital rain. Anytime you yeah. look up stock photos of like hacking, it's always yeah that stupid green font. Yep. Which features, by the way, parts of the Matrix font uh, are Japanese katakana letters characters? Mm. Some of them backwards and such. So the robots are Japanese. Well, you know, this movie opens with a quote that is interesting in retrospect, where it says, "Like, despite the fact that there's," <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase here, <laughs> "despite the fact that corporations have made it so computers are everywhere, uh, it, they have not erased races and nations." Um. And this movie doesn't feel it like says it's... like they have not yet. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's nice and um, pessimistic. And this movie does take place in Japan. There's a lot of Chinese influence. I think the, the original work thinks that like there's going to be a lot of Chinese mass migration. And there's the ancient Japanese language playing over it. All the cast, all the characters have Japanese names. But it feels like an international kind of movie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think anyone could play the major. No. What? No, you don't think that, do you? Or do you? You don't have to not think that. <laughs> I think I think that's a valid thing to think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one opinion, honestly. Like and and the creator of it is like Yeah, he's like that's fine, Scarlett Johansson. Basically, if you didn't know, in 2017 there was a live action Ghost in the Shell announced. And uh, it was Scarlett Johansson, who's a white American lady. Well, I think the uh, the thing that also pissed people off, too, is that they were going to, like, CGI her face to make her look Asian. Well, oh, I don't remember hearing that. Uh, I think the thing that's that, that wasn't the controversy. Okay, well, that was part of it. <laughs> I think the thing about it is it, it could have been a role played by 
an Asian yeah, person. They should have made an, it be an Asian, Asian actress. So like, here's here's the deal, right? It should have been Aquafina. It's it's no. it's very tricky because Constance Wu. There's there's many philosophies you could take, right? You could say like, well, look at the original work, and the original work, it's all Japanese names, but they're all yeah. androids or cyborgs or whatever. They're all design, and a lot of Japanese animation and comics look westernized. Yeah. The creator of the comic also was like, it's fine. The problem, and then you could say like, well, what do the people in Japan think? Do they like seeing a white lady? Yeah, they love it. Because the thing is, whenever you see these Asian movies with a white actor in the forefront, it's they're white because they're a Hollywood actor, because these Hollywood actors sell tickets internationally even. Mm-hmm. So for Chinese audiences to go see The Great Wall, it's part of the reason why they're going is because there's star power and Matt Damon is in it. But it's easier in China and Japan to go out or turn on your TV and see yourself, your own race represented Mm -hmm. in media all over the place. So that seeing like, wow, here's a Western take on something. Isn't that much of an insult. This is all huge generalizations. I don't know. It's more so like Asian Americans for them. It's like, when do Asian Americans get to see themselves? Right. And that's, that's where I feel there's a valid critique of the casting of, uh, white people to play, anime characters but the thing is and i don't think this is a a good argument for a moral problem but they wouldn't make these movies with with uh you know ringo kikuchi or somebody in the lead role because no one knows who that is uh, Mm. and they're not going to buy tickets to see it it's not going to do nearly as well as an a-lister like scarlett johansson stars in it so it's it's very cynical but it's about money oh man that doesn't mean they shouldn't that doesn't mean they shouldn't break the pattern or simply say you know make it a Japanese production or something, but that is why it is. It's not well, just like, it's not like there's some white supremacist plot to cast white people. Well, if if there was a famous Asian American actress that was an A-lister, they might have been cast, right? But there are no Asian American A-listers. Correct. So like, that's a problem, I would say. Like, we don't have any. <laughs> I would agree. How is how is that, you know? I would agree. Um, and that's the thing, right? Is my It's like, ScarJo is A-lister because we keep putting her in movies. Right. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing. My internal voice is just like, well, that's the problem then is the, the you know, the industry itself and our culture mm-hmm. itself. Don't yell at the dum-dums that made Ghost in the Shell and don't yell at Scarlett Johansson. But I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't someone have to at some point be like, and and again, Ghost in the Shell is, yeah. is difficult because it's very layered. But mm-hmm. if you're making a movie that's based on like uh, fucking Doctor Strange, you have Tilda Swinton playing this like old Chinese master character, and it's like what? Like at some point, you have to just be like, let's make everything, you know, validly and have actual representation, and then that could become the new normal, right? Yeah. But everybody wants to play it safe and be like, well, if we're gonna give money to this Great Wall movie, we gotta put an established Hollywood actor in it, like Matt Damon. You know. Yeah. Not. Well, jokes on them because I didn't see this movie. Yeah, I didn't see this. Neither movie did either. I. The, the the problem for me really was the director. <laughs> if it was like Denny Villeneuve, I'd be like, I might see that. Who's the director? Uh, I think he does like other like kind of shitty fucking blurry action movies. <laughs> <laughs> blurry action. movies. Why we get these bad directors, huh? Uh, it was directed by. Wait, I don't know who this is. Rupert Sanders? Isn't he running for president? Wait, Rupert Holmes, the guy who sang the Pina Colada song. Uga Chaka. No, this is that's, his... Uh, that's not the Peter Collins. <laughs> You're right. I'm doing Hooked on a Feeling. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, this is his second movie. He did before that Snow White and the Huntsman. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. oh a movie a, with very sharp action. I'm sorry. Too. That movie was bad. <laughs> but yeah, by the way, so even with like the criticism of the casting of ScarJo in Ghost in the Shell, it uh, made $170 million worldwide, despite ca- uh, costing... 110 million dollars to make and it debuted at number two on home video i don't know what metric that is who the fuck says home video disc charts who gives a shit what geriatrics are buying anyway hey um i love discs i love disc golf disc golf yeah what is that you've never heard of frisbee golf oh yeah so when you know a little bit more about ghost in the shell that like whole like outrage that happened a few years ago becomes a little bit trickier but i do think it should be noted that uh we could certainly have 
Asian people in starring roles more often. And if we're going to make a movie about an Asian work where all the characters have Asian names, we should try and get Asian actors in there. Mm -hmm. I'm available. You're Italian. That's true. I would just be taking another role. (laughs) (laughs) Taking roles away. So Stealing valor. It's all tricky. Yeah, stolen valor. (laughs) Oh, God, that's my favorite. You ever watch stolen valor videos? No. It's just like somebody in the military goes up to somebody who's dressed in the military to get sympathy or something, and they're just like, that's not how you fold your pants. That's not where that thing goes. I don't know. Stupid. It's stupid and sad. Anyway. Uh... Uh, yeah, the thing that I was saying before, by the way, was right. Um, what? Paramount released uh, first photo of Johansson as the major, then further intensified when word got out that Param- the Paramount and DreamWorks had experimented with VFX to make Johansson look oh, more Asian. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> that's super gross. That's so, that like undermines everything that I like. Right. Any you can't of the make fucking the argument. blind like, faith yeah. that I just gave them. It's like, you idiots. Like Because you, you can't make the argument that like, oh, any actress could play major or whatever. Or like she could be a... a white right uh it's like okay if you were trying to make her look asian then you could have just hired an asian asian actress digital yellow face (laughs) but they would they wouldn't pay for it then and by the way speaking of the wachowskis is it cloud atlas where they did do that i mean the whole point is that it's people are like in different bodies across the world did they get all of their ideas from ghost in the shell they did some (laughs) well wait you think they got inspiration from the original anime movie and the bungle, bungled plans to make the live action movie? <laughs> no. That came out after, I think, Cloud Atlas or whatever it is? No, but Cloud is. Atlas, that idea sounds very much like a ghost in the shell idea. Uh, yeah. It's sort of a pointillist mosaic, apparently. What? <laughs> uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, because it's like people playing people from different parts of the world. And so it's like, um, you know, well, this guy's white here, but he's Asian here. And so it's a little weird. But clearly, it's not quite the same problem. It's more like one of those things you shouldn't do. Uh, that movie did not uh, recoup its budget. And apparently, in the movie, like they showed her mom is Asian, so she's an Asian. That's the thing. It's, she's it's, an Asian woman in a, in a white woman's it, it body. It spoils. It's it's a spoiler for the ending. But guys, I heard this movie sucks. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, apparently, it's like at the end you see her come out of something. Or you see, like, her previous iteration, her physical form is an Asian lady. Mm. And so it's like, well, don't do not do any of that stuff. <laughs> if you're gonna, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> it's very complicated. But um, none of these issues are really the issues that Ghost in the Shell but, but itself is, addresses as a But this is a, a nice anime that doesn't start Charlotte, That's whatever right. her name is. Charlotte Coganson. <laughs> I said Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte from Sex in the City. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Charlotte Mohansson. She's such a Charlotte. <laughs> what a charlatan Johansson. Oh, not bad. She Then she went on, she played this year, she played uh, Harriet Tubman. Come on. She played um, Lulu Wong's grandmother. Okay, hmm. if she was great in that. Who? <laughs> no. I mean, it was a seamless... It, it, no, that was actually an Asian lady. That was not Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Yeah, no, no, I... You see how easy it is for me to fool your memory? Because it seemed a lot like Scarlett Johansson. Really? In the farewell. She has sort of a raspy (laughs) voice down here. What? What? Leave Colin Jost's wife alone. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) That's all all I have to say on that. Um, Leave Michael Che's co-host's wife alone. Yeah, why don't you just keep... Keep getting further out. You're going to hit Kevin Bacon eventually, right? No one knows what we're talking about, by the way. Yeah. No, no one knows what's happening. You don't get the cool pop culture references I'm dropping? Miles writes for Us Weekly. <laughs> so he knows everyone's real life relationships. You could see my work in the supermarket checkout aisle. So oh, yeah. Along with this. It's called Snickers. Along with Baby Snickers. Ah, nice. Um, yeah, so none of these really have to do with the type of identity issues we're talking about with Ghost in the Shell. Why were there so many... Hot naked ladies in this movie. So very voluptuous. Everybody's naked all the time, and their titties are huge. So part of it, okay. Look, <laughs> on one layer, I will call anyone full of shit mm-hmm. who says that there is like zero surface reason to put this out there just to give people like sexual arousal, right? Like the, on one layer, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's TNA because because you like to see it. Yeah. 
You like to see you it. You love yeah, to see very it. Very true. On the other level though, and I think this is I think this is there's argument for this, is that it's like sexuality in this world is sort of over and like the human body is no longer as interesting because you can just fake it and who mm-hmm. knows whose body is whose. So all the nudity is just out there without with almost no um bashfulness. Mm-hmm. Like it's just sort of like I'm naked because I was just built right here. But there is bashfulness because uh, what's the guy's bato. name? With the ba- he, he won't look. Yeah, he would look away when the right. major would get undressed. Right, but he he also isn't getting naked. I don't understand. I mean, like, there's no bashfulness on the part of the person who's nude. You know? Oh, I see. I see. The I see. robots are just well, the androids, the cyborgs are just sort of like whatever. Right, because they don't feel shame about their body. One, because it's rocking, and two, because it's not really their body. It might, yeah, it, it might not be their body, and it, you know, it's sort of mentioned the enemy robot puppet master kind of says like, um, you know, sex reproduction and stuff is not as interesting now when you can just be copied. So I think sexuality is kind of toned down in this world. But yeah, Bato still seems to really care for the major. He even yells her her given name, which she, is which is Scarlet. <laughs> it's motoko he yells that when he's going over oh. during that awesome shot when her head is like floating mm-hmm. in the water in the whole museum why does he look like he has pegs in his eyes because he does what's that all about well you know how like when pirates lose their legs they get peg legs mm. that's it okay. he's got peg eyes what is that it's betty davis eyes Oh. But three fewer syllables. <laughs> that was a tough one. It was tough. You could have done peg by Steely Dan. I should have said peg four times. Well, no, but Betty Davis eyes. Oh, okay. You know, it's... I'll erase this. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... It's it, just a cool robot thing, I think. It's cool. Like, mm. nudity... The thing about the nudity, too, is that on one hand, you could be like, this is such, like, young boy reading cybernetic like bullshit excuse to see tits but on the other hand like the characters with the tits in this movie like are not dipshits that are just there to be looked at it really is sort of besides the point you know it doesn't really matter that they're naked it's just just sort of works for everyone i guess it's not like anyone is like sitting in a well i mean there are certainly some positions of the body there Uh, not so incidental but it's like the human body is like naked naturally you know these aren't like people fucking each other the other thing is i think maybe like those like you choose the like the sexiest body possible like that's what's available to you to purchase oh so you think there's just fewer ugly bodies out there yeah i think everyone's hot and so it's just like yeah whatever yeah if you can choose the body you want why wouldn't you choose a super hot bod you're like oh those boobs are model 2409a mm-hmm. i've seen those yeah hmm. well then we as viewers get to reap the benefits because <laughs> we're not used to that yes mm-hmm. people in our daily lives most days keep their clothes on aren't just naked all over the place yeah and they're hideous <laughs> i have to tell yeah, you yeah most people no, unfortunately we also don't get to see people's heads explode and their cyber yeah. spines popping out. Ugh, gross. This movie's cool if you want to do the following. One, look at boobs. Two, see like metal and bones blow up. Three, spend a lot of time on some fan Wikipedia trying to figure out what you watched. The scene where she's chasing the guy through the alleyways and then beats him up while he's standing on the water is amazing. It's great. It's great. And I love, I think it happens with her... It happens later with the guys kidnapping the body that they accidentally <laughs> gave to section whatever the fuck, uh, where when they're like phasing back in from being invisible, they like kind of flash for a bit. Mm-hmm. Looks cool every time. It looks cool. It's a cool looking show movie. There's a lot of video effects too, which point to its age. Um, when she like jacks in, when she's going to control the car, it takes on a VHS sort of look. Mm. All the security cameras have scan lines, which is how progressive video is displayed. Uh, at one point when she becomes visible again, there's a chromatic aberration effect. If you didn't know what that means, it means that... I don't care if this is boring. I'm going to say it. It's like the primary colors that make up an image on a TV screen, they separate. So you might see a little bit of green peeking out, a little bit of blue. Jackie, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> Jackie fell asleep listening to her husband talk. This is boring. I'm bored. Yeah. Anyway, I just think as someone who cares about aesthetics, that it is always cool to see movies that are like, I know what the future looks like. AI and cybernetics and stuff. 
and then they do something that is now like w- wickedly old. All right, that's a cool idea. Like, we don't need fucking tape and shit, but I just, I love to see it because I think about where were people's heads when they made this and they were attached to dolls. I guess they thought there was no reason to improve upon VHS. They were like, this is fine. <laughs> there would just be everything would be on VHS. In but the then future. somebody did. Somebody was yeah. like, you know what? We could do this better. I'm sure when people were inventing VHS tapes, they were like, it would be so much nicer if this didn't happen. But the thing is, is in this movie, it's, it's an attention to detail when you add those scan lines or you add that color issue. But it, like, unfortunately, in the long run, kind of works against them, you know, because it makes it feel a little bit dated. Mm. But it's not as bad as some other, like, 80s movies that try to be futuristic. And you're like, bro, nobody likes that boxy shape. (laughs) Sorry they couldn't predict the future, Mark. Isn't that the goal of a lot of these science fiction movies, though, is to be like, this is what we might be up against. I wonder how how it'll fare 30 years from now. It's true. But are you going to judge it based on whether they get it right? Who's who's judging? I'm judging the look, not the movie like itself. You seem like you're judging it. Miles, we're all judges just because your brain skips over details because you don't give a shit about anything. I didn't notice doesn't the mean VHS I abide by those scans. rules. I'm sorry. It's not what I said. I wasn't listening to you. No one's listening to me. <laughs> the mics are off. You're not here. <laughs> These are all implanted memories. No! This whole podcast. What a waste of memories. <laughs> you did a podcast. Okay. Was I rich off it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's nice. You have a laugh with your friends. Uh, that's true. And now I understand the people of Minnesota better. What? I have. We have a lot of fans from Minnesota. That's true. I've decided, and we, and we remember them all. And I remember. Where I know a few from. of them. I'm not going to say them. Mm-hmm. There's mom, mm-hmm. dad, brother. I'm from New Jersey. I don't know where that joke was going to go. Um, the movie is also. It's a little bit of a bummer. It's a little haunting. But it doesn't make me feel good or excited. And I feel like when I was in middle school, late 90s, high school, early aughts, that people would always talk about this movie and Akira. Akira, that's another movie. We could watch that one. And they're both good examples of like anime as it approached the digital production age, meaning instead of hand painting every cell, you know, things could be more digitized and look what we can add with 3D animation. And now we're fully in it when you watch Eva 3.0. Um, but at the time, these were also movies, and they had really heavy-duty themes. Um, and they're very emotionally heavy, but they're both fucking bummers to me. They're both bummers, and... So I have a hard time. They don't end in the happiest ways. That's what I mean. Like, what happens to the major at the end? Is she just going to log into the network she merged with the puppet master so now i understand it a little bit better and it is more optimistic on her part anyway Mm. it seems like it seems like she's she's merged no she is merged yeah she basically is like yeah fine i'll take your abilities and uh it seems like she already kind of was being participated upon like when she's in the boat and bato hears her say something about like yeah what was that That some quote about like at first we looked through glass or whatever that that seemed like that was the puppet master Mm. that he was already spying on her um and i guess she also had no choice i think if she said no he could have maybe done it anyway or just like let her explode i don't know um but yeah it's not like she's tainted uh it's also one way that this inspired the video game deus ex a personal favorite Mm. there is a character that really wants to merge with you Mm. and you're part human part machine so that felt very familiar to me. I saw this way back, I don't know, when it came out. No, what? That would be when weird. It came out. I was eight years old. Like, mommy, kid. titties. <laughs> um, no, I saw it in high school and such, but I didn't think that hard about, you know, the literature of it and uh, whatever. So now watching it again, I, I, you know, any good work you should really watch multiple times. I don't do that very often. But I think if you are intrigued by something, idea. you owe it more than one watch. I think that is a good idea. The same is true for any art that you like. I think so. Check it out again. Because I'll like a movie and then I'll tell someone about it. And then years later, I'm like, I've never seen that movie. I don't remember it. Do you listen to an album you like only once? No. I shouldn't. I should, I mean. Why? <laughs> no. I mean, I haven't really done that in a while. I haven't heard an album that I liked in a while. Oh. I like a lot of singles. It is the age of the MP3. 
Oh, wait, it's I, not. I mean, the whole idea <laughs> of an album being an hour long, it's already very arbitrary. You know what I mean? I know, but it makes sense to me. Like, it's a good length. Yeah. And it's not really an hour long. An album's like 45 minutes long. Yeah. And I mean, I guess movies and plays are also kind of arbitrary. It's good for a commute. Listen th- to a whole album through. But then I stop and I'm like, tracks four and five are boring. No, but but sometimes like you you'll you'll listen to a whole album, and like your first time through, you're like, okay, tracks two and five are my favorites, and you listen to it again, and you're like, man, I've been sleeping on track four, you know, (laughs) like it's actually really fucking good. I find, and I don't just think this is like a weird superstition thing. I feel like songs like that are the ones I end up liking the longest, yeah, and the best, the ones that are are harder to access, yeah. That you're like, this is so boring. But then when you do like it, you really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm just romanticizing it either. I think that's true. Please, I promise. Somebody believe me. Uh, anybody else have notes? I have some random things that I'll go into. But What even is a human? Oh, come on. <laughs> Did we ask that? I feel like we asked that at a, in a previous podcast. Did we figure it out? I don't think so. Oh, man. My notes are things like, the mateba that the uh, mullet driver keeps referring to is a type of Spanish revolver. It's what uh, Vash the Stampede from Trigun uses, too. Uh, it's a weird design where the hammer on the back of the revolver actually swings upside down. So it picture like the hand on a clock going from 4 to 7 p.m. as opposed to the traditional revolver hammer. Uh, there's that weird tree of life thing where... Mm-hmm. When the Tachikoma robot is shooting at the Major, it shoots up this tree of life that has a bunch of Latin on it. And it looks beautiful, but it's like, all right, guys. Yeah, it's like super overt symbolism. It's like, this is enough. Because it's like, it's shooting and the camera is tilting up to show like the gunfire hit the tree. This mm-hmm. like stone carving up. At the very top, the only Latin that I could see was Raya, which means kings. And then hominis, which means like humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how humans or man in general is over kings. I thought kings were... Or is it saying, here's all the types of men. Ki- kings. Yeah. And then I couldn't oh, I don't the other know. ones. I thought it was like... A, I didn't know what Raya meant, so I assumed it was like a tree with the simplest life at the root and humans at the top. Mm. And like they were destroyed. Like an evolutionary tree. Yes. Right? Yeah, I kind of thought that too. So maybe I'm mistranslating um, Raya or whatever. Blue Raja. Blue Raja. That's from Mystery Men, right? That's right. Why do we all know that? I think it's because as kids, somebody would say that all the time, right? It was a good movie. No, it wasn't. I don't remember whether it was a good movie or not. Do you know what song came from Mystery Men? What All Star. All Star by Smash Mouth. No way. Hell yeah. That's where that oh, uh, That song makes it a from. vital part of our cinematic history. Yep. Uh, Kel Thompson was in it. Oh. So was uh, Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. Speaking of whitewashing. The voice of a poo from The Simpsons. Uh, Tom Waits. Speaking of Tom whitewashing. Tom Waits is in it? He doesn't whitewash. He probably has a song about like whitewashing a fence literally <laughs> in his like sad youth. Uh, he actually didn't have a crazy childhood. Yes, you're right, by the way. It is about animals and stuff, that tree. Apparently, Raya is like a genus name for the sawfish or skatefish. So yeah, that tree that's getting shot up is like an evolutionary tree. And it's like, all right, guys, we get it. You don't have to do this. Uh, but it looks so cool. It does look cool. The whole movie looks great. It's a good looking movie. Uh, that robot reminded me of something out of RoboCop. Mm, like the Ed 209? It reminded me more of uh, Metal Gear Solid, honestly. <clears throat> mm, good point. It felt more like a Metal Gear. Yeah, apparently it's they call it a Tachikoma. Tachi could mean standing. I don't know what... Tachikoma means it kind of sounds like Afikomen. Shout outs to anybody who knows what that is. Not me. Good. I've never found it. Uh, I found maybe once. Hang on a sec. But I, I have less. uh, I've had less Passovers in my life. It's true. By the way, this movie takes place in 2029. That's nine years from now. We have to get going. I can see that happening. We got to start building shit. Anything can happen in nine years. Here's a piece of trivia off IMDb, by the way. The animator decided character of Major Motoko Kusanagi is feminine but not female. Hmm. Okay. 
maybe miss some words in that sentence. What is that supposed to mean? But yeah, it was described as that way. Just like that her design is woman-like, but she is sort of neutral. She's a robot. But I don't know. She's a strong, independent lady who could crush you with her hands. Yep. I think that's how that meme goes. There was something where I, I saw on Wiki on Wikipedia, there was an analysis of this movie. No, I think it was from Ebert, Roger Ebert's review, where he said, like, Japanese salarymen are, like, so depressed all the time that a lot of the time they end up identifying with female characters in anime because they're depicted as, like, independent and free and such. I guess it's, like... I guess because if you have, like, a male character that's free and whatnot, you're kind of like, well, I'm a man, and it's not really like that for me. But if you see a woman character being free and whatnot, you might be like, man, I, I want to feel free because I'm not like that. That's a weird analysis, Roger. R.I.P. It sounds like someone at a party told him about it, and he was like, wow. That's going in my newspaper column. Look, he had deadlines to hit. He couldn't check everything out. He couldn't go to Japan. Ebert was a guy whose like reviews I liked, but then every now and then I'd be like, bad take, Roger Ebert. And I'm not talking about his feelings on video games being art. I'm talking about his feelings on some movies. There is a quote from an Ebert review that I do think about a lot. Mm-hmm. There was this, do you guys remember when Hostel came out and horror movies that were just like torture porn Yeah, were big mm-hmm. for a moment where like, it's not about the scare. It's about thinking about how much that would suck. Yeah. Like, ouch, this, ouch. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, there was a movie called Wolf Creek that I think was from Australia. And Australia. The murderer, I think was like an ex Marine guy. And he just tells this thing about like, yeah, when we were in the, in the army, we would do this thing. And then he just like paralyzes this girl, this character in the movie. And it's just like really bleak and just fucking disturbing and stupid, really just stupid. And Roger Ebert wrote in his review, like, I wanted to get up out of the theater. He's like, I wanted to walk out and keep on walking. <laughs> it's like, I don't really know what he means by that. But uh, when something disgusting is happening, I often think that I want to walk away and keep walking. Um, Not for this movie, though. Yeah, for this movie, I want to walk out and think about things. Although I did get quite sleepy. Yeah, we were we were all a little sleepy. Because um, there's some like slow, you know, dreamy yeah. parts. For sure. Um, this did make me want to watch the anime TV show though, especially because the theme song is so rockin'. Mm-hmm. But besides that, um, if the whole score is by Yoko Kano and it's in this universe, I'll do it. I think the standalone complex TV anime is not based I'm not on watch the anime. No, you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not based on the actual comic. It's sort of its own story in the universe. I've seen some episodes of this anime. Yeah. I thought I had seen this movie, but I think I've just seen scenes from this movie. I'd never seen the movie, I think. Or maybe I tried to watch it and I fell asleep. Mm. Uh, apparently a director's trademark, Mamoru Oshii, Basset Hounds. There. Yeah, there was a Basset Hound randomly. Yeah. I tried to read the manga and I found it um, really difficult to understand and I didn't enjoy it. Oh, I thought you were joking when you said that to me because you said you read a bunch of the manga and I said... Did you like it? And you said, not really. I was reading it at a Barnes and Noble while waiting for someone. So I was just oh. sitting there like, I don't know. Just so you, you read a lot of t- one book. Yeah. Oh, I thought you read like 10 volumes. No. Oh, <laughs> that's not a lot, mate. It's a lot. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Okay. I think that about does it. I think I I'm know. out of thoughts. I think I'm all done with thoughts. Oh, uh, the only thing really here is just that, again, another like detail that the cyberpunk sort of genre misses, they always miss the cloud. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Like they're always like, okay, we shot and we've captured this cyborg. Now I'm going to jack in. Whereas in today's day and age, you could just be sitting at home. You just get on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And you just be like, is it 5G or regular? They should have had a scene where they're like, okay, what's the Wi-Fi password? And then they go, it's on the router. Have no, I told changed you it. that one of my ideas in life is that I should just like, they don't do white house press conferences anymore, but if they did just some important press conference, I would go there and just get called on and I would just ask for the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Pretty funny. I don't know what implication that would have, but someone has to do it. Um, yeah, this, I think even if they knew about the cloud, I think in any technology movie, they still want to like have the characters get up and move. 
And so it's like, oh, the security is so deep over the net that we have to go in person. Mm. They do that in Mission Impossible where he like falls down that that room on a rope. They not. didn't have the cloud back then though. It's true. Anyway, if you haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, uh, you should go see it. You should go see it. <laughs> I was debating doing a pun and I said no. Ghost in the see it. Um, if you have thoughts on what we should watch, you can either suggest them for free by following us and tweeting at us at JJBpod. Uh, if you want to make us do it, you can go to our patreon.com slash JJBpod. Slip us a 20 and tell us what to watch. And we have no choice. And we'll watch Rosen Maiden season two or whatever the fuck. What is that? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it's related to dolls. And um, yeah, write to us longer thoughts, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. If you got like a dissertation about this movie, uh, we might not read it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Next week, we're going to do our first Patreon pick, uh, and I won't tell you what it is until then. Are you going to tell us? Yeah, you got to see it. Okay. Bye. 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 Listen if you're missing y'all, swinging while I'm singing. Hey!